Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia and together with me is my compadre Sunanda Vashisht. How are you doing, Sunanda? Good. How are you, Adit? Pretty good. Sorry, we uh, missed last week's Mind Podcast. We had a lot going on. Uh, couldn't make it. And uh, I know it was a personal thing for Sunanda, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sunanda's daughter had an Arangetram. <laughs> and I must say, I mean, this is coming from a completely partisan view. Uh, and I don't care what you perceive it, but she was brilliant in it, outstanding. Thank so, you. Huh, and, Thank you. And 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 trust Sunanda to have a arangetram with a with a bilateral speech inside the arangetram. Yes, we had <laughs> because, Congressman Pete Olson uh, deliver a speech about um, India, Pakistan, United States. Uh, yeah, and, and, and of course she talked speech, about the arangetram too, but it was, but it was nice, and the, the CG Anupamani also spoke very nicely. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it was a it's a very it was a very interesting event, but that's the reason we couldn't do it last week. So um, guilty as charged. You can let the hate mail come in for last week. But we'll cover everything that happened last week yes. in this week. Um, but before we go further, let me introduce you to our guest this week. It gives me great pleasure to uh, introduce author, columnist and a um, good friend, Mayuresh Didolkar, joining us from Pune, Maharashtra. Um, he has written... Um, various books one of them being the dark road which was a mystery thriller and the other right now his latest book uh, published by juggernaut is nagin which is a short story collection and he writes tweets uh, on a variety of issues and he has been mind uh, columnist for a long time for a long and time. he's one of our um, most read columnist i should absolutely. say absolutely so welcome to mind podcast mayuresh thank you so much Ari. thank you so much sunanda great to be here Yes. Absolutely. So, um, and I have to say this about um, Mayuresh when, um, uh, as an introduction, I have always enjoyed talking to Mayuresh. I think he brings a very sensible take on most things. So I'm, I'm really delighted to have him on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So before, before I think we get into, um, um. Um, I, I guess uh, what you may call um, detailed discussions into his books and work and all that. I want to start off by um, talking things that dominated the news this week. So uh, amongst amongst which Sunanda, of course, where uh, the um, uh, I mean the Raphael thing that uh, Arun Shauri and Yashwant Sinha uh, did, with which Abhi- yeah, which Abhijit Ayer Mitra very uh, correctly eloquently uh, debunked. But uh, this has debunked. been debunked for a long time. Uh-huh, I don't know where this came. Somebody from. somebody was joking on Twitter. Now there is three ways to retire. One is the Rahul Dravid way. The other is the Sachin way, and the third is the Arun Shauri way. He never retires. Yeah. <laughs> so no, and and for Arun. Shauri, it was like he was back again um, talking about and reliance. I mean, mm-hmm. that's an old animus right there. Absolutely. So it isn't anything new for him. Mm-hmm. But I watched his, for a man like Arun Shauri, who um, single-handedly uh, went against the establishment during uh, emergency and um, who we have all uh, grown up reading and, um, you know, the work he did was um, phenomenal. But when it came to this if you come to issues for last few years he has lost track of a few things but even as an investigative journalist that he used to be he hasn't done much investigation on 
Rafael deal. Mm. So all that that he brought out has been debunked even on the pages of mind makers like mm. absolutely mohan ago. wrote a phenomenal piece yes and so did shwetang so, so it has already I, been yeah. debunked it has been debunked by rakshamantri herself in on the floor of the parliament hmm. it has been debunked several times so i don't know what they are coming up hmm. with uh, your thoughts on this uh, mayuresh Uh, so actually, I I remind I was reminded when I, whenever I talk about this Rafael deal, uh, I am reminded of a term used by American TV talk show host Bill Maher, of whom I am a great admirer. Uh, he talks about this thing called zombie lies. So <laughs> zombie lies are the lies which are which have been debunked again and again, uh-huh. and yet the other party doesn't stop telling them. So he says that there will be a time when you, uh, if a party told a lie and it was refuted with sufficient amount of evidence, the other party would stop. talking about that mm. but now we we are into that so called post truth age mm. where where debunking any kind of lie especially the the uh, congress led indian left uh, are actually a living example of that <laughs> so for them no amount of evidence evidential uh, rebuttal mm. is going to be enough uh, if it doesn't serve their agenda now mm. it is hard to see somebody of social stature uh, getting into this kind of uh, getting involved and i mean uh, first of all you are known by the company you keep Hmm. So to see uh, Shauri standing uh, shoulder to shoulder with somebody like Prashant Bhushan, hmm. who lies on Twitter almost uh, on a daily basis, hmm. was uh, shocking in itself. And I think yesterday the interview, that, uh, yesterday the debate that he uh, got into Abhijit Sagar Mitra hmm. uh, did nothing, would do nothing to bolster his credentials as an investigative journalist. Uh, Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I, I... there are a very humorous remarks. Somebody made. Uh-huh. I think there is a handle called Computer Man. If I'm not wrong, he uh-huh. made. So there is this movie called Dark Knight. Uh-huh. In which, so in fact, Dark Knight is uh, completing 10 years uh, on this 15th August 2018. Hmm. So in that, uh, this character called Harvey Dent he says that either you live, uh, either you die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Absolutely. So this 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 guy Computer Man has made a, a play on that, and he said that either you die a hero, or you live long enough to see <laughs> see yourself. Uh, getting refuted by Abhijit Ayer Mitra. <laughs> <laughs> I think that yeah, that that was as good. No, I, 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 I think you know, for as for some for people like us who have read his work and actually listened to him on his interviews and stuff, to see him mumbling his mm. way through his answers in sounding incoherent mm. at times was almost painful to watch. Even though, he, I mean, you yes, know, one felt like he should be rebutted. Absolutely. So, and I mean, while we are on this uh, subject, uh, even uh, Mr. Yashwant Chinnah, mm. who has been a union minister with BJP in the previous government, mm. uh, he ended up calling BJP supporters as dogs in one of his earlier uh, online fight with them. Oh, so, I think at some point of time, there is there is uh, this. Uh, I mean, there is respect to be given mm. for past work, and there is this. Understanding that that past work was done because people like us gave an opportunity to BJP in 1999 and brought them into power. <laughs> no, no, and, so and I, I don't know why. Just because things are not going your way, so there is this lesson that I think everybody should learn from American politics that you can always attack your political opponent. You can never attack your opponent supporters. Yes. Because those people, I mean, I mean the the masses are absolutely untouchable as far as the uh, personal attacks yeah. goes. True. And no. that is one rule that Mr. Sinha has broken, which is very painful. No, no, absolutely great point. I mean, he got elected from Hazaribagh so many times. So he's like, does he mean? And his son is elected yeah. from Hazaribagh. So does he mean like the people who elected him are you know whatever? I mean, it's ridiculous. So, uh, but what what you said is absolutely right, and I think that also shows the desperation because they have no way of countering it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it is. See, there has been that desperate. And, Do you uh, 
pin a scam to this government and there is none yeah. i mean there are issues that you can um, counter uh, nee, i'll tell you the biggest on. scam um, uh, some uh, because the left right and center were on one stage yes. technically shauri was first right yashwant sinha was first center or prashant bhusan is extreme really left. left so yahi scam hai <laughs> i know truly 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 but i'll tell you this there are there are things that you can um, counter this government on if you were an honest mm-hmm. critic there are there are i can think of at least five things that i would like to question this government on but if you are an honest critic if you are a dishonest person and you are only trying to somehow bolster your credentials and bring down narendra modi government then obviously you will find a scam where there is none and you'll end up becoming a fool <laughs> So I want to take this I further. Think, Sorry, ha, Mayuresh. Even Narendra Modi's yeah, so worst just, critics have said that there is no corruption at the high level. I think their uh, the, the left is uh, standed by their own uh, support base. See, uh, there is this uh, person called Saul Alinsky who wrote this rule book for radicals, hmm. which a lot of uh, leftists uh, follow even today. Hmm. One of the rules that he says is that. Uh, create an agenda which your supporters can follow of course i'm paraphrasing because i don't have that intent of me hmm. so saying that create create the issues that your opponent your supporters don't get uh, tired of hmm. now the kind of uh, objections that sunanda ji are talking about are fact based objections so for example uh, let us say there is some amount of uh, developmental work which was supposed to happen and it has not been happening hmm. or let us say implementation of some initiative yeah. now those are fact based objections which it is very difficult to rouse masses with those kind of fact based objections correct now unfortunately for congress what has happened is that in their desperation for attack in in attacking modi's personal character they have they have they are actually scraping the uh, bottom of the barrel right now so they will find they they are willing to stand with anybody and everybody who is willing to criticize narendra modi so so uh, it is actually reflecting more on uh, congress ममता 
start uh, or talk a little bit about Mayuresh's books. Uh, so Mayuresh, let me ask you this. It's a fiction, you know, for, uh, we are so involved in day-to-day political work, this, that, and, you know, almost in a cynical way, trying to look at politics and everything. How did you get to writing fiction? And how did you pick a murder mystery, The Dark Road? Uh, so it's a very fascinating uh, book. I've read it, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a topic. Mayuresh? Yes. So, uh, I'll I'll just tell you a little bit about my uh, background of how I started reading because I think that's a very interesting little story. Hmm. So, I did most of my uh, school education in the rural parts of Maharashtra. So, where where the uh, spoken English especially was non-existent even in schools. Hmm. So, when I uh, came to study uh, college education in Pune, Hmm. I wanted to improve my English. So, I actually started reading English novels as a way, I mean, Naively, I thought that uh, it would help me improve my English. So I don't know whether my spoken English improved as a result of that or not. But I mean, I found a passion for a lifetime. So I, I think I, I, I didn't read my first English novel till I was about 17 or so. So mm. I think uh, after my 12th standard examination, I must have read. So I still remember there was a novel called Day of the Jackal written by, by Frederick Crossfit. So I think that was my first English novel that I finished reading. And uh, so, so uh, I think... Uh, my writing is more of a result of my reading. So because I I, as I read a lot of popular English fiction in my 20s and my 30s, mm. I uh, always wanted to write uh, something on those lines. Mm. Uh, I, in fact, I wrote a horror novel before I write in Dark Road, which, I, which not many people know about, called Kumbhapur Rising. Mm. And I have self-published that in 2013. But of course, I was very uh, new and I, I, I really didn't know how... how uh, how to finish a book. So, I mean, writing a story is one thing, but writing a story is still only 30% part of the entire publishing experience. So, in 2015, actually, Dark Road came about in a very uh, different and very interesting way. Uh, there is this uh, society called Nano Remo, National Novel Writing Month, hmm. which, which uh, so uh, November is the National Novel Writing Month in uh, USA, hmm. where people try to write a 50,000 word novel in 30 days flat. So, that's the challenge. The challenge is that you start writing a novel on 1st of November, Mm. And you finish that drop on 30th November. Mm. And it, it is a, it's, a, uh, it's a very popular challenge which is done by many people. There are a few uh, books which uh, uh, went on to become bestsellers which were written in that part of that manorimo. So before writing Dark Road, I was uh, registering myself for that challenge for a couple of years. And November usually at the time of Diwali and other things in India. So I never uh, could write that. So in uh, 2015, February, I decided that, okay, let me see if I can write a book in 30 days. So that was the idea, that I'll finish writing a first draft in 30 days flat. And because I wanted to add that timeline in mind, I decided that I'll write a story which is not overtly complicated. Hmm. So I'll write a simple story where, where not too many characters are there, and I'll, I'll only focus on what happens to them. Now, uh, here is the funny part, right? And, and I would like to say that many ways, writer is actually uh, only the first reader of the book. So many times people think that the writers are so, so writers uh, are compared to uh, creators, but I don't think we are really creators so much as witnesses. Mm. What I mean to say is that once you begin writing a book and once you create a character, mm. a lot of times the decisions taken by the character, the choices made by them, mm. surprise the author as much as they would surprise the reader. And, and therefore the book keeps on, I mean, book ends up in a completely different format than, than 
बट लेट मी आस्क यू दिस मयूरेश वेन यू आर क्रिएटिंग अ फिक्शनल यूनिवर्स स्पेशली इन टर्म्स ऑफ स्पाई स्पाई आई मीन मिस्ट्री थ्रिलर्स एंड यूर करंट इज ऑलमोस्ट लाइक ऑन द हॉर साइड राइट नागिन इज इट आर यू टेम्पटेड इन टू ड्रॉइंग फ्रॉम your real life political experiences or social experiences and does that social um, uh, observation almost kind of reflect in the characters that you create in the book or are you do you keep them separate when you are writing fiction i think it is uh, it is um, uh, i mean i have two beliefs which might sound contradictory to start with i think it is bad form for authors to use uh, fiction as a Uh, platforms for preaching their political beliefs so i mean i i feel that very few authors have that art of uh, writing a good quality fiction while giving a political message i think the only book of hand that i can think of is animal farm and catch 22 i can think so, of a couple of bad fiction books where authors have tried to put their failed. political beliefs and failed but they have tried i can give you actually half a dozen books yeah i mean i can give you half a dozen books so even stephen king somebody i admire a lot hmm. every time he has tried to write a fiction with very heavy political overtones he has failed so last arundhati uski nayi book jo hai mystery of utmost happiness or something yeah ministry of happiness ministry i'm sorry but technically it is a mystery so anyways ha sorry go on so so uh, but at the same time i think uh, there is certain amount of uh, reflection of an author's character is inevitable in the novel uh, so mm-hmm. what would happen is that and because i also run a mutual fund business which requires me to meet new people every day mm-hmm. i think a lot of times when i may not pick up a story from a real life or, mm-hmm. or a character from real life mm-hmm. a lot of mannerisms lot of responses or choices are unconsciously so what happens is that when you are interacting with people mm. you will keep on uh, absorbing these little little things mm. and one of the most fascinating parts uh, of writing fiction is actually uh, you might have had an interaction two years back with somebody mm. and suddenly a nugget of that interaction comes into your writing when you are not i mean when you are not thought about that person consciously in the last two years mm. and that is something that that comes to me more and more as i write more and more regularly so so I mean, in Nagin while I was writing, there were some parts of it which actually came back for me from my school days. Yeah. So I had not thought about those interactions since for like twenty, twenty-two years, and all of a sudden, while I was writing in the heat of the moment, those those thoughts fully formed came mm. into my mind. But so, why? Why? Why did you decide to start your journey as an author with fiction? The reason I'm asking this question is that before your, uh, um, you know, parallelly, your career is also as a political commentator, and uh, you have made some very powerful interventions on a lot of issues um, uh, regarding current affairs that uh, have come across in our time. And I have read your interventions. Um, so some. something i would think something like a political um, like you know um a political thriller or a historical novel uh, something like that would attract you but how did this out and out fiction um uh, you know um, somehow uh, capture your imagination so i think there is this uh, couplet that i remember aap bhi itna samjhiye mujhko samjhane ke baad ki aadmi mazboor hota hai dil aane ke baad what 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 you like to read and what you like to write so a lot of times you will end up writing what you like to read most mm. so the two genres that i enjoy reading the most are science fiction and uh, supernatural and okay. those are the two genres that i end up uh, writing in mm-hmm. also with political thrillers there is a very uh, uh, real uh, problem in writing political thriller which a lot of uh, authors actually really got 
something like that also you i'm just just saying as a as a genre you can explore it that also no that some somebody's some, somebody might feel horror because of something but there may not be a black and white imagine uh, explanation for it 
trying my best not to give any
supernatural. Interesting. So I think between non-fiction and fiction, the mm. attraction of fiction is that it can always mix stuff up in fiction. Yeah. Well, and non-fiction, I mean, unless you are a Rana Ayub or somebody. See, I was going to say that. Politics. Yeah. In fiction, you have to mix stuff up. And fiction is actually even better because in horror fiction, you can simply say that, okay, hey, there was this person who could take the shape of a dog. I mean, you really do not have any inhibition Absolutely. of writing. ज you can't really think of a contemporary so one years to hoping that something contemporary happens but um, from us mayuresh good luck on your future endeavors on the books itself and and th- this has been a great journey and we'll be talking more about i think uh, there is a couple of uh, book reviews like that we've like people are going to write and stuff so you know looking forward to that like what they have to say about it as well so uh, yeah but but uh, coming to the more contemporary issues um, and sunanda i would like you to come here yes. you know i so I, there was a um, rajdeep sardesai's book he wrote a, a something book launch or he had a discussion with like um, six people on the panel five, um, five politicians and one half politician yogendra yadav so <laughs> बिकॉज हाफ बिकॉज उसको खुद को पता नहीं वो पॉलिटिक्स में है या नहीं सो हु क्या पता अरुण शौरी रियली इज फीलिंग बैड नेक्स्ट प्लेस विल बी विद योगेंद्र यादव उनके साथ ही तो है वो प्रशांत भूषण के साथ बट इन एनी केस सो जय पांडा एक्चुअली एंड दे वर टॉकिंग अबाउट मोदी एंड यू नो कोलिशन होगा कि नहीं होगा एंड typical delusional and jay panda actually who was in the audience gave a wonderful rebuttal that out of that and one of them was akali dal out of those five four and a half panelists are against modi yeah um if this was the representation in india then you know next elections would have been a slam dunk but yeah. it is not so i want to come to this uh, thing where the united opposition thing was brought up one was that rajya sabha uh, deputy chairman elections were harivansh from jdu one with bjd and trs both supporting the uh, government <laughs> and bjp and i mean jdu's nominee if you want to say and aam aadmi party and um, what's his name uh, uh, jagan mohan reddy's party abstaining yes. so the opposition unity is shimera yeah and uh, and um, Narendra Modi and Amit Shah are reaching out to allies and stuff so i think in the india will get stronger so how do you view this in the larger 2019 picture you know um, uh, about couple of months back i had written an article where i had said that every vote every anti modi vote is a vote for congress mm. in a sense I, i what i was trying to say that that it's a vote for congress ecosystem mm. every anti modi vote mm. so this happened when we had the um, you know um, by election uh, results were declared and all that that is mm. when i had um, uh, that and so it is clear to me even more now that every anti modi vote is a vote for congress ecosystem so 
there are people also who are realizing that hmm. and they think that even though we may vote our favorite candidate or we may vote for our favorite candidates uh, track record but if it is a vote that does not go for um, that's not directly for modi it will be used against him so that is a realization that i feel that is happening um, amongst the larger electorate at the moment how far it will spread i don't know but there is this view now so in lok sabha election and that is exactly what bjd you know um, narendra modi himself worked phones and talked to um, navin patnaik this is after navin Patna- after bjp has gone um, you know um, head uh, completely ballistic about um, the, his government bjp government in orissa and they are actually planning to um, give him a big challenge in orissa elections yet when narendra modi works phones and yet when the issues are larger than that bjd government supports um, uh, bjp mm. so what this tells you is that in the larger um, opposition unity a narendra um, rahul gandhi has not really come of age he needs another few years the way he lost um, the elections for the deputy chairman of rajya sabha in the place where the government is a minority minority is a shame where they won more votes than they were supposed to even in the um, uh, you know uh, no confidence motion government won more votes than they were supposed to win hmm. so where did those votes come from Achha, you know. so the question really is that right now the onus is really on the opposition hmm. to somehow stitch an alliance with a face Achha. mamta being as mercurial as she is hmm. i do not see her playing a second fiddle to anyone hmm. i do not see uh, these are all really not even after she got the great mass leader of india chandan mitra not even after <laughs> she got chandan mitra i do not see her playing second fiddle to anyone <laughs> i do not see navin patnaik um, playing second fiddle to anyone i don't see any of them playing so, second fiddle to anyone so really rahul gandhi is in a bit of trouble i read a report where ram jethmalani cross voted is that true um he's only doing what he has done all his life usko khud ko khud ko bhi pata hai so talking about um, uh, talking about uh, you know uh, uh, cylindrical politicians uh, what better state to start from maharashtra and sharad pawar <laughs> mayuresh how do you view the national picture and how do you view things in maharashtra because maharashtra is one of those states that goes to vote with india in 2019 Yeah, so I think I agree with Sunandari when she talks about every anti-Modi vote being a, a vote for Congress. Mm. So, so to that extent, I think that is the perception which a lot of people are having, mm. and I think that is the perception that Modi and Shah are also very assiduously working on uh, building. Mm. So, so because they realize that there is a, a making into a presidential election voter. basically. Yeah, absolutely. So, so they are making uh, it a uh, president. They are aware that uh, in a a uh, fight of two leaders uh, bjp will come out on top 10 on 10 times mm. they are also aware that the ego of the old guard will not allow rahul gandhi to to sort of take an evasive action so that is what they should have done in karnataka karnataka their campaign was going on well until the time uh, modi and shah betted uh, rahul gandhi with a uh, modi versus rahul gandhi rhetoric mm. now all he had to do was to sit out that rhetoric and continue mm. doing what he had to do but then his ego did not allow him to do that and he decided to rise to the challenge now he is obviously as a politician and as a as a, uh, a leader he is uh, he has got a long way to go before he can start seriously contending mm. 
Hmm. And uh, there are places, especially electoral places, where where the track record of family holds absolutely no importance. So you know, voter is alone in a voting booth. What what his family, how many prime ministers his family has had, may have importance in Lutens, but it it doesn't have any importance in that that distinctive uh, role uh, electoral booth from there in some village in northern Karnataka. Hmm. Now that is that is the realization that I think BJP has had better than Congress, and unfortunately. Uh, They will keep on. So, so there is this definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing again and again oh. and expecting a different yeah. result. They have been doing that same thing for the last four years and expecting a different result. Mm. Now, uh, coming back to the Maharashtra politics, I think Maharashtra politics. We feel that. I mean, I feel that in 2019, BJP would actually be in a stronger position than they were in uh, 2014. So, mm. in 2014, a lot of their success had to do with the. Immense amount of Modi wave which was going through the country. Mm. I think Maharashtra is one place which where BJP will actually gain whether there is a Modi wave in 2019 or not. Mm. Uh, I also think that in our three-corner contest where BJP and Shiv Sena are fighting separately and NCP and Congress are together, Shiv Sena will have the biggest uh, to lose. Mm. So therefore, uh, if there is a uh, so so, Shiv Sena's political fortunes are actually dictated whether NCP and Congress can come to terms uh, with regards to the seat division mm. in uh, Maharashtra, mm, which no. is not as easy as it looks. No, no, so and in a weird way. The only way Sena gets to benefit splitting from BJP and that too a little bit if it's a four cornered contest in Maharashtra and that yeah. too a little bit. But if if there is Sena versus BJP versus Congress NCP, Sena is going to be uh, completely chewed up. Yeah, so I mean, you you will have uh, they you will see them dropping into single digits to say the least. Yeah. So so for for but then unfortunately what is also I mean I'm not unfortunately but um, interestingly. People outside Maharashtra are assuming that NCP and Congress ties are a done deal. It is far from uh, being a done deal. So, in fact, I think the relationship between Congress and NCP at a state level have never been as uh, uneasy as they are right now. So, uh, in Maharashtra, uh, Congress has got their job. Uh, But so you know, also there has been a lot of. I'll tell you something. The biggest, the most, one of the most, another most interesting state which we keep forgetting, and I think that's going to be the last part of our discussion because we forgot to start it off with that is going to be Tamil Nadu with yes. the DMK chief M Karuna Nidhi passing, passing away, away. Um, in the last week. I mean, you know, um, our condolences to the family, um, uh, uh, the extended DMK family uh, on this. But I'll tell you this. Um, one very interesting thing I thought was. That that uh, mr karunanidhi was a lifelong avowed atheist atheist and there were like chants being done when as That's he why was I said yeah. they reject they reject gods all their lives to become gods in death and today i saw a couple of tweets where there was a there is a tamil lyricist vairamuthu who is another atheist who is offering milk on karunanidhi's grave or they, something yeah, yeah. they reject gods to become gods Uh, yeah, this was, was uh, you know since you brought up a movie, I'll bring up a play, Kishan versus Kanaya, which इसके ऊपर movie बनाता हूँ my God परेश रावल में जो the 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 play actually ends with him him passing away and then the 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 the, the priests making him into a god तो मतलब ये and he was an he was an atheist in that too so uh, that's what it is but that that also shows the hypocrisy of our politics but I I Karuna Nidhi versus yeah. Jayalalitha should be a very interesting मतलब uh, After Karuna Nidhi versus I meant the DMK after Karuna Nidhi and the ADMK after Jayalalitha is going to be very interesting fight. And Tamil Nadu after both of them is going to be very interesting. I think Tamil Nadu is meant to achieve some major greatness after this. Honestly, I mean, <laughs> I 
I mean, coming as it from a slightly different perspective, I think many BJP uh, skeptics, so people who are not uh, Congress sympathizers, but who think that BJP is unlikely to repeat uh, 2014. So, uh, example, Mr. Minas Merchant has written a very detailed article yesterday in mm-hmm. radio about it. <laughs> I think a lot of those people are going to get surprised because I think um, uh, 2019 is going to be an election unlike any other. Where, uh, I think because of this lot of on-ground factor, so one of the most remarkable things, and for that I think credit must be given to Amit Shah, is that BJP has actually been tailor-made their ground game in every state. So mm. if you see, it is not a single rhetoric with which they are going with. No, no, it's an electoral machine now. Now, because of, because of that, what might happen is that on in election campaigns, on television, in social media, you may see no waves like you saw in 2014 mm. and you may see in the results more uh, fish because what would happen is that the party would continue to sneak into areas where they were not present in 2014 and keep on making up. So, so there are a couple of states where they had very good performance in 2014 which is unlikely to get repeated only because of law of uh, averages. Mm. But I think uh, I will not be surprised if the uh, NDA as a alliance surpasses their uh, 2014 numbers. Very interesting. Only on the basis of uh, the actually, I mean, very several opportunities available in Tamil Nadu. In states where, where uh, so I think uh, uh, the states where BJP uh, scored one or less state totally have about 130 or 140 votes for us. I had done that analysis for few mm-hmm. numbers. And you will not be surprised if Shah manages to sneak in 35, 46 out of those 140. Taking really? some away from Congress, taking some away from the local player. Hmm. And all of a sudden you realize that they didn't do the spectacular performance in, in 2014. Hmm. And in spite of that, the final tally hasn't changed. Final tally and that is one thing which the opposition needs to start concentrating upon. Very so, interesting. I mean, uh, today, what has happened, today what has happened is that because of the innate uh, atheism of many BJP supporters, so there is a line going on. Uh, on Twitter uh, saying that Rahul Gandhi can become a PM in 100 seats but Modi needs 272 seats. Yeah. So while it is completely true that, that is, I am not suggesting uh, it it that, it is also equally true that, that uh, for Rahul Gandhi to move from 44 to 100 is going to require greater level of detailing than Modi to drop from 282 to 272. No, no. Unfortunately, and that is one thing where Congress has really disappointed under Rahul Gandhi. And not just moving 200, getting 172 from allies is going to be difficult when BJP yeah. is around 240, like people think that a Navin, Pat- a Navin Patnaik is not likely to support Rahul Gandhi at 100 if a Narendra Modi is at 245. He will support them. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. So, so that, that because just imagine this. If a state wants a bigger pie from the center, does he have a better yeah. chance with a prime minister with 200 seats or where there are eight state parties all wanting a bigger pie from the center? Yeah. I mean, it's, no it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, it's a it's no-brainer. No-brainer. But I think, Mayuresh, uh, what we would like you to do is come on like we would have want I want to do a special podcast with you just to focus on Maharashtra, Maharashtra and, and that would be interesting that would be very interesting we need to do that so very, very happy to do that yeah, yeah, yeah. let's just focus on Maharashtra politics and let's have one podcast because yeah people that. you know people always talk about UP right uh, Maharashtra is the second hmm. biggest Lok, Lok Sabha uh, in terms of Lok Sabha yeah. seat second biggest state of India yeah so yeah. very very <laughs> crucial in 2019 elections extremely and, crucial. and the most yeah. fascinating Fascinating part I find is from 96, except for 98 elections where BJP Sena was swept out, 96, 99, 2004 and 2009, the spoils were always shared. Yes. But 98 and 2014 were complete. I mean, 98 Pramod Mahajan lost his seat. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
that tells you so but, no no we need to talk about maharashtra politics because that it fascinates me fascinating it's a fascinating so mayuresh before we end quickly your recommendation for this week for our listeners uh yeah so i have two recommendations uh, like i told you that i'm planning to start a book review uh, youtube channel also very soon अच्छा ओके सो नो ग्लैड यू ब्रॉट दैट अप बिकॉज़ सो आई थिंक द बुक रिव्यू चैनल सो मयूरेश आई 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 रिकॉल यू मेंशनिंग टॉकिंग टू मी अबाउट इट सो व्हाट इज इट एग्जैक्टली अबाउट एक्चुअली व्हाट आई रियलाइज इज दैट देयर इज अ वेरी देयर इज अ डर्थ ऑफ रिव्यूज व्हिच आर डन बाय पीपल हु आई मीन आई बेसिकली वांटेड टू मूव अवे फ्रॉम द कोट अनकोट पॉलिटिक्स ऑफ फिक्शन एंड मूव फॉर अ Like to read fictions, hmm. so and and in that I basically wanted to concentrate on a slightly uh, literary uh, genre. So rather than uh, reviewing the genre that I myself write in, hmm. I I thought that I would uh, I would talk about books which are which are more literary in nature. The books which are which are I mean not not only from India but also from all over the world. Hmm. And uh, I realized that probably doing that with uh, doing that. Uh, I wanted to do that independently in order to have a complete uh, sort of creative control over what book to read, what book not to read, and then uh, that is that is what I'm planning to do. I'm planning to do a vlog, so to say, a video blog of me reviewing books for about five minutes, Lovely. and I'm also uh, working on my own author website where I'll keep one section for uh, reviews where I'll be writing. Very nice. Very nice. So well, let's let's hope it works out. Oh, absolutely, and I hope uh, I hope it does. And yeah, I'm sorry. I will we, look forward to yeah. reading it. I I, I'm sorry we completely ran out of time to discuss more because you know I was so interested in uh, talking no to you about the your own books. Ki ye bolo, but next no time and and when you do start, let's have a detailed discussion yeah. on this as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. absolutely. So uh, and and what's your second recommendation? You said you had two. Yeah, so the book recommendations that I have, there are two recommendations that I have uh, currently. Uh, this year's, I would say that those are the top two books that I have read. The first book is a uh, winner of Pulitzer Prize in Fiction in 2015. Mm. It's a book called All the Light We Cannot See, written by Anthony Doerr, mm. who is an American journalist. Mm. Uh, it's a book which is set in the occupied France during the Second World War time, and it's a story about a, a blind girl and and a, a Nazi youth. I mean, a 15-year-old boy who has been recruited into the Nazi army, and how their lives intersect without them meeting each other. And and it's it's a it's a story which, despite of its very bleak surrounding and very very relentless amount of uh, abuses and tortures that that uh, go on during a war time, I think the book has a very uplifting message about how people try to be how ordinary people. Irrespective of the politics, politics surrounding them, try to be good to each other, and uh, that was a very moving book. It is one of probably the most moving book that I have read. The second recommendation that I have is from my publisher, Jagar Not. There is a novel called Half the Night Is Gone, written by an uh, IIT Delhi professor called Mr. Amita Bakshi. Uh, it's, it's again, I mean, uh, um, uh, it's, it's basically a novel which has got different. I mean, it's very difficult to put it in words. Mm-hmm. Basically, one strand of that novel is a literary take on ram charit manas and i find it very surprising that somebody from largely from the quote unquote leftist uh, point of view mm-hmm. has chosen to work with goswami uh, tulsi ji's ram charit manas mm-hmm. and he has woven a very interesting contemporary story around that mm-hmm. and i think it's a book which is very which which deals with a subject that i feel very strongly about which is the topic of male anger i i don't think the literary fiction uh, 
depicts that with you know sensitivity as it is, mm. and it 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 it, uh, it talks about the kind of difficult bond that men often share with other men in their family, like their fathers and their brothers. And uh, I mean, I found that to be a very moving. ऑडियंसिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटिकोरिटि